Good evening, everyone. We are ready to get started. Tonight we're going to be learning Maseches, Psachim, Daf, Lamed, Tes. We are starting right at the top of the page with a new Mishnah. Of course, we know that there is a mitzvah of eating maror. What kind of maror is appropriate? And is maror even the right word? I'm going to be very clear up front. I don't know what most of these vegetables are, but I am in extremely good company because sometimes the Rishonim don't either. So uh, it's like saying when you go to Jewel and aisle four on shelf three, look at that item and that's what we're talking about. They're making social references to their uh, to their whatever, their flea markets, however they bought their food. So we, it's going to be a little hard to define some of the terminologies in the Gemara. Nevertheless, we will get a good gestalt of uh, what we're talking about by the end of the page. Opens the Mishnah, Lama Tesem, at the top. These are the vegetables with which one is able to fulfill the mitzvah of Moror on Pesach. We'll analyze all five of these when the Gemara opens in just a moment. Whether or not they are lach, if they're moist, and whether or not they are yavesh or dried out, we don't care, no matter what you are, yotze. It can't have sat in liquid, like being to be pickled. Machlokas in the Rishonim, is it only something that has a vinegary type of effect, like a brine effect, or could it even be water? We pask in Medina that it's even like water. So the dogma, if you have a piece of meat that sits inside water for 24 hours, that water is considered to be fleshik. That's what it's, it's called kavushin. Fine. So it can't be kavushin. The, the marrow can't sit in water forever, below shlukin, below mavushalan, two different types of boiling. Um, and uh, uniquely, umid star from the kazais. The halacha is that if you take a little bit of chazeris and a little bit of tamcha and a little bit of charchavina, etc., you can add little small pieces to get to the kazayas. And even though you didn't eat all of the same kind, we don't care. As long as you get to a kazayas of maror, of any of the five that are listed here in the Mishnah, your yotze, the mitzvah maror, shekidoshama, mitzvah savitzvana, achilas maror, no problem at all. You're good to go. Finishes off the Mishnah of yotze, mikelach, shalahen. You can even eat the stalks. We know, of course, from the laminated cards, there's a stock section and there's the leaf section because we have to make sure that we're eating the right amount of food. And as well, bitmai, if there's a mixture of food of truma and chulin, and as well with maiserishon from which truma was taken, and from maiserishoni and hektish that was exchanged out, uh, that can also be yotze for the mitzvah of moror. Says the Gemara, what are the five things that are listed in our Mishnah? What are they? So it says the Gemara, as it opens up, eight lines down, that's lettuce. Ulshin is, is uh, hindvi, that's uh, endives, according to some, uh, like an herb of some kind. Tamcha, what's tamcha? You know, like uh, one of the rules that you never translate a word with the word itself. You know, like a donut is something that's made out of a donut. So it says the Gemara, tamcha, amaraba barbarchana, tamcha sashma. Thank you very much. <laughs> we have no idea what that is, but the Rishonim do define this as horseradish. So this is where we may, we get the custom for those who eat horseradish. Some say that it is this item in the Mishnah of Tamcha. What's Charchavina? Amar of Shimon ben Lakish, Atzvasa de Dikla, a dekel is a palm tree. And there was this herb that used to wrap itself around the base of the palm tree. It looked like a vine of some kind, but it was actually edible and it had a bitter flavor to it. And it was, that's what we're talking about here. We'll see later in the Gemara what this means. Um, it is a bitter herb. Uh, okay, so that's part one. Part two, we have another source in the Tanoim, Tani Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara was one of the people who put together the Tosefta, and he wrote as follows, Here are the vegetables that one is allowed to use for Marur on Pesach. The Ulshin, we saw that already. Did we see all? We saw Ulshin, right? 
Yeah. 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 That's and we just saw. Becharchelin is new. Becharchavinin. Uvechazrin. Chazeres is the last one. Is Chazeres. Becharchavinin. That one is not known. We don't know what that was. So that's what Bar Kapara says. And within that Tosefta, Bar Kapara adds as well. Rabbi Huda Omer. Af Ulshe Sadev Ulshe Gina. Bechazeres. Even Ulshe Sade. Even if it's wild. Ulshe Sade means that it's a wild type of growth. It's not. You know, a domesticated plant type of growth that grows, uh, grows in the wild. Good, and as well chazeres. So ul shegina vechazeres hatana l'reisha. These things were already said by the Tanakama by Bar Kapara. So why are they being repeat, repeated by Rabbi Huda? So the answer is the Gemara, two lines before the wide lines, third of the way down. Amar. This is really pshat. Af ul shesadeki ul shegina vechazeres. We're equating the wild ul to be similar to that of the ul shegina vechazeres. We're not repeating ul shegina vechazeres. Those for sure are mutter. We're just saying that the ul shegina, the ul shesade, which are more of a wild growth. That those are equivalent to Olshegina and Chazeres. Remeir Omer, Af Asfas Vitura Umar Yeruar. What does that mean? Amar Le Rivyosi, Asfas Vitura Echadhu, Umar Ze Yeruar. Um, and uh, the Mephorshamir point out on the side, it's a little difficult to understand what they mean. Rashi also points out, Mina Yerukos, they're types of vegetables. <laughs> Even Rashi doesn't tell us what kind of vegetables they are. I sometimes feel like that when I go to Jewel and you see these <laughs> massive fruits that are like three feet wide. Never seen them before. They're huge. I've never done. So if you were to tell me that, oh yeah, it's the thing with all the stuff on the sides, like it kind of looks like a pineapple, but it's eight times larger. I still wouldn't know what you were talking about. Rashi says we don't know exactly what we're talking about here. This was all going all the way back from to the times of Rameir. These are from the times of the Tanaim. If you're going back to Mamish, 2,000 years, it's not to say that, we, that the vegetables didn't exist. We just aren't sure what they are. We don't know what their references are. Tana Debei Shmuel, another source, which seems to indicate the list, the list of what is allowed for Maror. Let's see what the Gemara says. Bechazeres we saw, Beulshan we saw, Ubetamchan we saw, Bechachavinin we saw, Ubecharginin, this is a new one, this is oregano. You can actually see the letters Reish Gimel Nun in the middle, in the middle, it's oregano, according to some. Ubeharpudnin, this is either what's called wormwood or oleander. These are different types of wild lettuce that have a bitter flavor to them. That is a variant on that thing that grows around the base of a palm tree, according to the Mephorshim here, uh, very similar. Now, when Rabbi Elah said this, that he thought that the Archibalim were included, this type of vine that wraps around a, a deck hill, I went uh, uh, to all of my Rebbe's Talmidim, I found no one to agree with me until he did agree that the Archibalim were, uh, were considered appropriate um, as a form of maro. Rabbi Huda Omer calls Yeshlo Sraf. It has to have something that has sap in it. It has to have some type of uh, of drippage that comes out when you cut the actual uh, the actual source and you cut the actual tree itself or the bush. We'll see sort of shortly what that means. Bush or tree. Rabbi Yochanan Mebroka Omer calls of Machsifin. What does that mean? Pana of Machsifin. So it says Rashi. Rashi is about three inches above where we are, one third of the way down in the Rashi. Zibur Hamaskal Machsifin. Eno Yaruk Meod. It's not very green. Kikarti. Remember from the Mishnah, Mishnais and Brachos, how do we define Ben Lava Nakarti, Ben Tchilis Nakarti, excuse me, that when we're trying to determine what, when uh, sun rises and when all of Shachar is up, the Mishnah is there. So this is a, a non-dark green. So it's a medium green, a light green. Sometimes you can imagine your average romaine lettuce probably would fall into this category. So that's what he says. Rabbi Yochanan ben Rokomer, Akol Shepan of Machsif, and it has to... It has to have this kind of color to it, this, this particular color. Acherim Omrim, Kol Yerek Mar, 
Anytime you have a bitter fruit, it has these features. What do we learn from all of these people when you merge Rabbi Yehuda together and Rabbi Yochanan and Baruch and Acherim? From all of them, Nilmad, halfway down the Matasimad Aleph, what does Rabbi Yochanan say? What do we learn? That Yerek Mar, when you have a bitter fruit, it does have some sap in its growth. Upana Machsifin, it has a greenish color to them. So that's a good shayla in the post game. But with the horseradish, is not green. The horseradish, it's tan. And then you grind it up and you eat it. So if this, again, we don't paskin from Gemaras. We take Gemaras to Rishonim, Rishonim to Achronim, Achronim to Shulchan Aruch, and then we paskin. But if we had the paskin in a vacuum, then we stopped right here. You could not eat horseradish. It's not green. It's not green. You need things that are of a, of a particular color. You know, we don't have this halacha by Yisrogim. Some Yisrogim are yellow, some Yisrogim are green. Fine. But here we have guidelines. Rabbi Yochanan says we seem to have guidelines. Mm-hmm. says the Gemara, Amar Abuna, halacha ke'acherim. And halacha is like acherim. When we talk about something that's a yerek mar, we assume that it will have sap and we assume that it will have a greenish color. He saw that he was following, trying to find maror. Now, if we were to just pause and look at the second line of this page, we'd see the list of the five types of things that our Mishnah indicates are appropriate to be maror, and they begin with chazeris and end with maror. So the Gemara is bothered by the fact that Ravacha Rava was pursuing maror. Why? You think they're more bitter? What's the assumption of the Rishonim, right? This, what's the assumption here? That our Mishnah, when it wrote the list of the five things with which you can be Yodzei, the mitzvah of Maror, they're in order of preference. So we should start with Chazeris, which we said is Chasa, Romaine, some type of bitter lettuce, some type, not regular, iceberg is not bitter. Uh, we have, uh, you know, butter leaf. Those are not bitter. Those are, those taste great. You can eat them, but we need a bitter type of something that has a little, a little, a little tang to it, a little bite, a little negative, a little bit of a negative flavor. And we'll see why shortly based on a well-known drasha. So the Gemara was asked to, Ravina says to Ravacha, why are you going after Maror? What about our Mishnah, which puts Chazeres first? You should be pursuing Chasa. You should not be pursuing the, the, the Maror. Says the Gemara, continuing the question, our Mishnah says that uh, Chazeres is first. Not only that, but Tana Debei Shmuel Chazeres. Not only that, and not only that, my Chazeres Chasa. My Chasa, why is the Chazeres referred to as Chasa? Why is it called lettuce? Why is it called Chasa? Because the Kodesh that's the famous drasha by Maru Eschayehem, and the gematria, not the gematria, the trup is Kadma Ve'azla, and the, the gematria of Kadma Ve'azla is 190. We got out 190 years early, right? It should have been longer, it should have been 400. So that was uh, that, that by Maru Eschayehem, the Maru, it's Chasa. It's a little funny that we're using the language of Maru here because it should be Chazeris. But anyways, that's just a, a, playful, uh, a playful explanation of the Pasuk. Here, what we're talking about is why is it called Chazeris? Why is it called Chasa? Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu is Chas on us. Why were the Mitzrim, the Egyptians, compared to Maror? Lomar Lach, to tell you the following. Ma Maror zeh just like by Maror, in the beginning, the spine of the Maror, when it first grows out, is very soft. But if you don't pluck it, it becomes very hard like wood. The Sofo Kashe, Af even the Egyptians, when they started out, they weren't so bad. They were a little bad, but they weren't so bad. And then they got worse. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi, an inch below where we are, Dibraham Aschil. Rashi says, Next Rashi, They started out soft. The Mitzrim were soft on the Jews. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. They initially paid the Jews to build whatever they were. They forced them, but they paid them. It's still slave labor, but you're paying them. You're still paying them. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of the, the how they started out Raqqa. And then the, the Rashi finishes off. The next Rashi says, Zibra Maskal, Maror Sofokasha. What does it mean, Maror Sofokasha? 
but the, the mar gets harder as it. So that's what Rashi is saying is that hakelach shalom is If you don't pluck, if you don't cut it at the right time, then it becomes very hard, like the tree itself. You have to pluck it at the right time if you're going to get the mar. So that's why the, the, they were compared to maror. Amar lei Ravacha says you're right. I should stop looking for maror. You asked me why am I looking for maror? I have five mar. Makomos that indicate that I should be pursuing chazeres. Says the Gemara. Amar lei Hadri B. You got me. You're absolutely right. Ravacha where Yaakov said I'm stop. Ravacha not Ravacha who? Sorry, just quoted the wrong name here. Here we go. So he says that, um, sorry, let me just find here. Ravacha, yeah. Ravacha Bredu Rava. Ravacha Bredu Rava was of the opinion that he should no longer pursue Maror and he should look for Chazeres, which is Chasa, which is Lettuce. Says the Gemara next. We're about two thirds of the way done. Amalei Rav Rechumi Le'abaye. Rav Rechumi says to Abaye, How do we know that Maror is a Min Yerek? Eima Mirirta de Kufia. Maybe we should say it's a bitter flavor that's an extract from a fish. This is what Rashi says to the right to the right Hamaskil, Mirirta de Kufia, Mara Shel Dag This is the name of a bitter part of an animal. Um, and uh, maybe it's that. How, maybe that's you can be Yotze with Mara that isn't a vegetation. Says the Gemara, absolutely not. Dumya de Matzah. We have a hekish between maror and matzah. Halachically, this is a very important hekish because it places a lot of limitations on things that are bitter. Let's say I want to use sour sticks. No, that doesn't work because it says dumya de matzah. Ma matzah gidule karka, af mar gidule karka. It has to grow from the ground, which precludes the case of the fish, the the mar, the marira de, 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 de kufia, as Rashi pointed out. It's part of it now. That doesn't work. It's not anything bitter. It's not. Well, it's not anything goes. We have a halachic framework, and there's a hekish between matzah and mara. So therefore, just like matzah grows from wheat, which grows from the ground, so too mara the same. The ema here dof, another type of vegetation which grows in a tree. Rashi here, interesting, in, indicates that. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is just a tree. Rashi says, This is the type of tree that was used to sweeten the waters by the Maymara when the Jews were complaining about water. Says Gemara, that doesn't work either. It can't be a tree. Mamata means rhyme because wheat is a type of zera, it's a type of seed. So too, Afmara means rhyme. Mara has to also be a min zera. Good. So that's number two. Be'ema, here's Zipo. Here's Zipo. Maybe it's here Zipo. Rashi here says, what's here Zipo? Ten lines from the bottom. Dibramashkel Zipo. Rashi says, Minzera. It is a type of seed. Visam hamavas the behemo. It's it's poisonous for animals. It's edible for people, but it's poisonous for animals. So maybe we should say that this can be used as a bitter flavor. It can't be dumya damatza. Mamatza shenikhez bekesef meiser. Just like it is. Just like, um, just like it has to be something that's purchased because of Meiser, so then therefore it can't be the, the Rizipo because that is not purchased because of Meiser. Next, Amarle Rabba Bar Rav Chanan Abaye, Ema Marur Chad. Maybe we're talking about a very, very sharp type of Marur, the strongest of flavors. So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, that does not work. Should I make sure everyone can hear me okay? Yeah, good. So that does not work, right? Because the Pasuk says it can't only be, be one because it says almatos umerorim in the plural, two marors. So marorim marorim tray. Maybe there's only two types of marors. Says Igmar, that's also unacceptable. That's also unacceptable because dumya de matza. Ma'amatza, minin harbeit, there are chameshes minin dagam, browse, barley, rye, oat, wheat, spelt, and maybe according to some rice as well, according to those who hold that rice, rice can be chamet, they also hold that rice can therefore be matzah, so that would work too, so there's minin harbeit, there's a lot of different types of matzah, and a lot of different types of grains that can generate matzah, so maybe we should assume that that's going to be sufficient here, so as a gemara, maybe two is enough, we can't say that it's only two types of mara, because matzah has more than two, afmaror, minin harbeit. Next, we're going to be learning a sugya about a statement of Rav. Amar Rav Bar Rav Huna Amar Rav Yerakos She Amru Chachamim. 
when the Chachamim spoke about the vegetables, that's our Mishnah, Rashi, top line, look at the top line of our page, when we said the word vegetables, when our Mishnah speaks about the maror that's referenced in our Mishnah as a, as a yerek, as a vegetable, Kulan Nizrain Be'aruga Achas. This is a throwback to a previous Masechta about the Isser of Kiloi Hakerim, about planting multiple types of vegetation together. We know, of course, there are Psikim in the Torah that forbid us from uh, creating these mergings of different types of Kiloim, different types of uh, vegetation. And here, what does he say? Kulan Nizrain Be'aruga Achas. They can all be planted in one place. So that kind of implies, it has a little feel that, that really, maybe, uh, oh, sorry, I think there's something wrong here. Uh, no one can hear. That's a problem. Can anybody hear me now? I'm sorry, I apologize. Should be working. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, people can hear me. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, so says the Gemara, what seems to be implied from Rav's statement, you can plant all of these different types of seeds in the same, in the same patch of the yard. Lamemer, it seems to imply that all of these different types of things that we're discussing about maror, about what, what we can use for maror, that they don't interact with each other in a way that can generate kilayim. That's what seems to be implied. But that can't be because the Gemara says as follows, Masih Rabbah, Rabbah asks from a Tanaic source, chazeres the chazeres galen, that's a pair. Ulshin the ulshe sade, that's the endives, the regular ones and the wild ones. Krishin u krishe sade, leek. Kuspar the kuspar sade, that's coriander, wild and regular. Chardal the chardal mitzri, two different types of mustard. Vidalas ha mitzri har muta, two different types of gourds. Enam kiloim zebaze. So says the Gemara, let's make a deal. Chazeres ve chazeres galin in, chazeres ve ulshin lo. It seems to be that only chazeres with itself would, uh, would, be, would be fine, that there would be no problem of kiline, but there should be a problem with other types. But that doesn't work with what Rav said. Rav seemed to imply that all of the various types of, that all of the various types of maror could be in the same, in the same patch. We don't have to distance them one from another because they're fine. But this price, it doesn't seem to say that. This price seems to say that only within their own min, only within their own type, does that actually preclude the Isra of Kiline. But Chazeres Ve'ulshin, going from one pair to another, that that does not work. And that would be a problem of Kiline. So how does Rob's answer work within the framework of this Brisa? And if you want to argue, no, really what that Brisa meant was Kulu Ba'adadik Tanin Luhu, that all of them, it's really, they were written in pairs for poetic purposes, but really all of them are allowed to be just thrown in, just sprinkle them throughout. You don't have to distance them one from another. It can't be. Because Vehama Rav, Rav himself said about that mission, Zugo Zugo Tani. They were specifically written in pairs to say exactly like the diuk that we made on the Brisa that only by Chazeres and Chazeres Alin, that only those Galen, only by Chazeres and Chazeres Galen is there no Kilaim. But if you mix with another one, there would be Kilaim. So again, we're back to our question on Rav. I don't understand, Rav. How can you seem to imply that there's no Kilaim here? Answers the Gemara, mine is right in the Adama Rav. What was Rav talking about? No, yes, of course you can plant them and you can plant them in the same patch, but nizra'in kehilchasan, as long as you put enough, they have to be planted halachically with an appropriate distance between them. And if you do that, then you're good to go. No problem at all. The only problem with that is that that's obvious because we've already learned this Mishnah, kehilchasan. Says the Gemara, you're teaching me the basic halachos of kilaya kerem. We already learned that, tanina. Where did we learn this? We learned this in Masecha Shabbos. And what did we learn? Aruga. You have a patch in which you're planting. It's six by six. So the halacha is 
Zorin besocha chamesh zaronim. You can plant five seeds. Arba al arba ruchos ha One in each corner. The achas beemta. So what do we see? We don't need rav. Rav was trying to tell me that all the five different types of our mission of the different types of mora can be planted in the same patch. I rav. There is an iser kilaim here. You can't say there's no kilaim. You're right. There is no iser kilaim here. I'm sorry. There would be an iser kilaim, but I planted them properly. Well, I don't need you to tell me that. I have a mission in Shabbos to tell me that. We know the halachos of an aruga that there's kilaim. Plant them safely. Six tzvachim apart, whatever you got to do. But to say that, three tzvachim apart, but to say that, that, that we need Rav to teach me what's in a Mishnah, that's, that's, that, that's unnecessary. Rav, what is your point? So answers the Gemara. Maybe I would have said that these guidelines are true by slow. But when it comes to vegetation, vegetables, as opposed to seeds, I might have thought that that's not true. Why? Top Rashi. Vegetables, they draw, they, they, they take more liquid out of the ground. And really the bigger problem is when the, by Easter of Kilim is when they're drawing from the same source, they're so close to each other, they're getting nourishment from the same place. Havamina, that maybe what Rao was teaching us is that the vegetables take up more liquid from the ground. And therefore, maybe we would have thought that the rules of the Aruga only apply by seeds. And maybe they don't apply, apply by Zerayim. Comes along Rav to say they also apply, apply by Zerayim. That's a good answer. That's a fine answer, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, but wait a minute. So then the Gemara says, are you trying to tell me Are you trying to tell me that vegetables take up more sustenance from the ground? They draw up more water? Can't be. Fifth line, Daflam Testament base. But not the Mishnah writes, Achas. There are many types of seeds. You cannot put them all on the same aruga. But you can put many, uh, many types of vegetables in the same place, implying that the aruga takes up less water because it says you can put more vegetables than you can seeds. Kasha, how do we understand Rab, Rab yet again? Says the Gemara. Maudetema hani mara means Raimin who Kamashmalan says the Gemara. Well, we were a little concerned that you might have assumed that the mara was a type of a seed. Kamashmalan that they're not that they're that they're not that they're a vegetable. Says the Gemara. How in your right mind could you ever assume that murrah is a seed? If you look back at the top line of Lama Testament of the Elu Yerakos, these are the, why are you assuming they're seeds? Asks the Gemara, Zeroim Salkadaitach, could you possibly have erred in thinking that maybe the murrah was actually a seed? No way. That's not Yerakos. The Tani Barkapara, Yerakos. The Tani of the Beishmuel, Yerakos. Everybody calls them Yerakos. Rav thought that maybe you would have thought that it's a seed. It's not a seed. Everybody calls it vegetables. We know that murrah is a vegetable. Stop with the, mis- there's no misconceptions here, Rav. So what is going on here? Answers the Gemara. Chazeres Itzrechaleh. We needed it only for the Chazeres, for the Chasa, for that first case in our mission. Salkadai Tachamina. I might have thought, Hoil sofa Lehakshos, since if it were to not have been plucked, the spine, the kelach would have become a very hard material like the tree. Maybe we should therefore space out the vegetation more because now it's not a seed. Now it's hard like a tree. Continuing in this line of reasoning, doesn't Rav Yossi say, when you have the kelach, the stalk of a kruv, of a carob tree, when it becomes very hard, Alma, what do we see? That because by the kruv, you have to give more of a distance because it's hard. You have to give more of this. Alma came in the Sovala Hakshos, Yavinali Rafatsfei. Maybe Havamina, that because the Chasa, the Chazeres, had it become a harder material, we would have needed to give it more space, just like we did by the Kruv. So maybe we would have thought we had to give more space. Maybe here too, we should have added more space. We had to give more space. 
I'm like, Rav, nope, you don't need to. So all of Rav's din was to teach us Bachazeras. It wasn't to teach us any of the previous misconceptions we had within Rav. It was to teach us that even though it's true that lettuce, the stalks will become hard like the like the like the growth itself if they're not picked. We don't have to give more space. They're treated like a regular aruga with regular zrain, and that is how we understand Rav's shita. One last sugya for the night. Then that'll bring us to the Mishnah. Says the Gemara as follows: about a little bit more than one third of the way down, Lamites Amud Beis at the two dots. We said in our Mishnah, Yotzim Ben Ben Lachen Ben Yevashen. That was what we said in our Mishnah on the top of Lamites Medalev. And there we said that. Um, let's just read the language here. We quoted all five items, and then we said Yotzim Ben Ben Lachen Ben Yevashen. We said that you're going to be Yotzei the mitzvah of Marer, whether or not these are still moist or if they're still if they're dried out. The dogma. We have oregano in our in our spice cabinet as dried out flakes. Does that work? Can can you just like pound the whole thing? Does that work? Let's see what the Gemara says. <clears throat> says the Gemara. The distinction of moist versus dried only applies by the stalk. It doesn't apply by the leaves, and therefore. If the leaf is moist, then you can be yotze. Aval be'alin with the leaves, lachin in, yuveshin lo. Had the leaves been moist, then you can fulfill the mitzvah of mora. But had they been dried out, you want to just kick back a, uh, a whole container of oregano. That doesn't, you won't, that doesn't count. Even if it's the perfect herb halachically, but because it's a leaf and because it's dried out, that no longer works. Masha'in came. If you had the oregano stem, I don't even know if that exists, but let's just go with me for a minute. If you had an oregano stem and you ground it up, that works perfectly fine because that's just dried out stalk. That's fine. Leaves can't be dried out. They have to be moist. Stalks can even be dry. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. Toward the end of our Mishnah, our Mishnah on the top of the previous Testament, it says, it speaks about the stalks. It implies that the Rish is talking about leaves. And that's where we see the distinction. Where That's where we see no distinction between Kasha between the dry Yavesh, excuse me, Yavesh and Lach. So maybe we would assume that there's a, a contradiction because the Rasha of our, if the Seifa is talking about stalks, then the Rasha is talking about leaves. But then in the Rasha, that's where they say that there's no difference between Yavesh and Lach, says the Gemara. No, 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 that's not correct. Prushe Kamefaresh, really the Mishnah is just explaining itself. Kika, Tani, Ben Lach, and Ben Yavesh. When in the Seifa it says, Akelach, when in the Seifa it says it's talking about stalks, it's just explaining the ratio. It's not that you have, you have no room to make the diuk of since the ratio is talking about stocks, the seifa is talking about leaves. Incorrect. Your diuk is wrong. Really, the seifa is just explaining the ratio. That in the ratio, it said that we make no distinction between dry and between wet leaves. Fine. But when it comes to uh, what is that talking about? When it's, that's talking about the stocks. Macy, they had another question halfway down the Matasman base. Says the Gemara, Yotzin Bohen Uvekelach Shelohen, your Yotze with them and with their stocks. That's sheet number one, already complicated because he seems to include something else. Yotin vahen, with them and with their stock. That's a, that implies two things. And whether or not they are dry or moist. And the Chachamim argue that, nope, you're only Yotze with moist and not with dry. Vishavin, they agree, that you can be Yotze when it's withered, not when it's been sitting in liquid, two different types of boils, that also doesn't count. First of the long line, says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, says the Gemara, what's the general rule? Anything that has a flavor of bitterness, Yotzein bo, Yotzei, Yotzein bo, your Yotzei, b'chol she'en, b'otam maror, ein Yotzein bo. So what do we see here? We see that in the sheet of Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, again, looking back at his language, Macy, he said, five, six lines up, 
Yotzin bahenu shalahenu, with it and with its stock, implying the leaves also, that even by the leaves, we don't make a distinction of lach and yabesh. Back to our question, answers the Gemara, two lines into the wide lines, Tirguma, no, he really only meant akelach, he was only talking about the stock. Tanu Rabbanan, ein yotzin bahen kemushin, we said already, one sheet to hold, that you cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Morah with that which is considered to be withered. You can be yote with that which is considered withered. One more question for the night. Going back to the sigil we learned yesterday, what about Maeser Shani? Rami Barchama asked the following question. You've got Morah, but really it's Maeser Shani. We spoke about this yesterday. There's, there's a din of Lachem, right? We spoke about Ariso Sechem. So let's see how does this apply. Within the camp of Rabbi Akiva, no kasha. Why? Because hashta bimatza de oraisa nafik. If if uh, Rabbi Akiva held by Maeser Shani that you're yotze the mitzvah de oraisa of matzah with Maeser Shani, then bimaror derabban and mibaya, then pasha de kalachomer. Obviously, you don't even have to ask. And by maror, which is midrabban, of course we're going to say, of course we're going to say that maror can be used with uh, with Maeser Shani. That's for sure. However, where is the kasha? The question is, according to the shita of Reb Yossi, what does he say? Reb Yossi, I believe, my. Do we say, When do we say that, ma- that ma- Maeser Shani doesn't work? That's by Matzah, which has a din de status. But maybe, Aval Maror, Derabana Nafik, Nothing means that you're Yotze, but maybe when it comes to Mar, there's Darabana, maybe Biosiglili would not be so strict and you can be Yotze with Mar if it's Meister Shani. Odilmor, perhaps we would say the, the, the famed principle called the Takinu Rabbanan Kein Doraisa Tikun. And therefore, even though it's true that Mar is a Dindarabanan, but we mirror it after Dine Doraisa. So then maybe Rabiosi Aglili would not make the distinction between Mat and Mar because called the Tikun Rabbanan Kein Doraisa Tikun. Answers the Gemara. Really, we're going to follow that way. Amar Rava, Mistabra Mata Kimoror. We treat matzah and marah the same. Namely, we say, called the tikkun rabbanan ke'in do'oraisa tikkun, and therefore, if Yossi Aglili would treat marah of Meister Shani the same exact way he would treat matzah of Meister Shani, and that is that you are not yotze. We will stop here and pick up with the Mishra Mirzashem tomorrow night, about 10 lines from the bottom of Lama Testament Bay's, wishing you all a beautiful night. I think you're going to go a little further.